Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, I'm here with Darcy and Glenn, and today we will be discussing habits. So I thought maybe uh, Darcy could start us off. What, what about habits, Darcy? Oh, okay. Uh, this is one I get teased for uh, quite a bit, and one that I require my, all my property managers to do as well. Um, Staples offers these uh, journals, A4. They are five and a half by eight. They're ring bound, and I carry one with me everywhere. I write every single thing down. At the beginning of every morning, I write the date. And sometimes if there's weather important, I write that down. I don't journal like Dear Diary, that kind of stuff. Today, I feel I did this. But write down every phone call, every text, every email that has, you know, I save all my emails and they're saved to a server. But I write down in the journal the contents of those conversations and every phone call I make. And I also diagram out what we're doing. And when I talk to contractors, the journal is out. I draw it up in the journal. I confirm things with, with them after. But I journal every single thing. I had a, a job when I was 22. And I had to move uh, some pulp to... Pulp is uh, uh, bundles of, of uh, or proto paper that's used to make newsprint or, or paper. Yep. It's the uh, raw materials before paper. And it's bundled and it's loaded in a into a ship and these pulp mills are in, um, paper mills are in China and Korea. So I had instructions from Kamloops, from the you know general manager up there, put this, this paper here and this paper there and in this order. And when you're loading a ship, a vessel, um, the order is important. The first things in there are the last things out. You can't just pull the stuff out on the dock in some place in Busan or in Sean, Korea and put it back on. It's really expensive. So you don't want to screw this up. They changed their mind. I had taken the phone call and called someone else and said, they changed their mind. They want this. They made a mistake. And three hours into loading the vessel, they're screaming because they made a mistake and they said it was my fault. I know I didn't make a mistake, but I didn't write it down. So my boss at the time, uh, Lou Uretz, uh, screamed at me in front of them, just went off on me. This is the 80s. So you, that was fairly common for our younger listeners. That actually happens. Just went nuts. <laughs> in front of the clients and the customers and everything else. And I stood there and took it and apologized. And as soon as they left the room, he turned to me. It was like, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of changed. He was went back to his normal self. Went, I know he didn't screw up. He went like from a raving lunatic to immediately, Darcy, I know you didn't screw up. That was all just for the client. This is going to cost us a lot of money, but you didn't write it down. And I had to rip you. So get yourself a journal, write down every phone call because those guys are liars. He had known from years of this. Like he worked for CN Rail before this and says never. So from that moment, every job I had a journal, I wrote down in front of my boss what they told me to do. And when I was the boss, I wrote down in front of them what I'm telling them to do. Everything goes in the journal and we go back to it and they see me pointing to the journal. What I wrote down, I said, is this what we agreed to? It's evidence in court um, if you're consistent. And I have 37 of them going back to 1992 of work journals. It's more than that. It's probably 60 now. Um, and I have a personal journal. My personal stuff goes in there and my work journal. So everyone teases me because I carry a backpack with two journals and always a book, which leads me to my habit number two. I'm always reading. People are always late. I pick up five, 10 minutes of reading, waiting for other people for appointments or waiting for tires to be repaired or, or an oil change to be done. There's 15 minutes of great reading time. I always have a book. I don't waste my time. You could substitute that with an audio 
uh, an audio file. The second um, one I'll... Hey, Darcy, I'll feed off of your first one. Yeah, it's kind go of, for it. Um, I had, um, when I was doing my corporations and stuff, you had to keep track of meeting minutes and the same sort of thing as yeah. was doing the, the, the exact same thing. You just have to write everything down and it's, it is for your own reference, but a lot of it is if you get audited, it shows that you had this meeting, you talked to this person, you had lunch and this receipt is valid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're I, yeah. I, I make everyone do it. Like there's it pops up on my screen uh, this morning, snow journals. Every one of my property managers now have to have their snow journal out and recording. We had this much snow overnight. We shoveled it. We salted. We sanded. We called for, or we called for the, um, the plows. Yeah, yeah. Who did it? Who did what? It's, you know, that's just to cover your butt for liability. And if you're, if you're consistent, it's admissible in court as a practice that your company does. And if it's consistent and documented, it's unimpeachable. It's really unlikely for someone to create years worth of journals just to get out of trouble. It could, you could, I suppose, but it's, it's ridiculous. Um, the second one, and this one tries directly to my productivity. I, you know, I can see if I were to map my progress in this one habit, to my work productivity and my happiness and my success in my life and my marriage. It would be when I go to the gym and exercise regularly, my productivity and feel good goes through the roof. When I stop, it drops and it's measurable. It is measurable and it's consistent. I've been a gym rat since I was 22. I'm not huge. I don't look like a steroid monkey with huge arms, but I've gone consistently and so how is it measurable exactly? Because I can I can see not it's not measurable like my size of my arms, but my yeah. overall body fat. Um, but on the fitness side of things, but on my productivity. So when I go to the gym, I get way more work done. It's you just feel okay. great. All right, okay. I just feel great. Um, but you know, you know, usually measurable, like you can do like um, you know, um, you know, a KPI or something for it. Like, is there something? like a key performance indicator, like, you know, some numbers or, or is it just a feel good sort of thing? No, I would get through uh, tasks way faster. I just knock them off. You just feel on top of it. You don't delay, you don't procrastinate. You're filled with euphoria and you just get more work done and it gets done quicker. You have more time in your day. And it's weird. You take out 20 minutes to drive to the gym, you work out for an hour, you 15 minutes to shower and clean up 20 minutes to drive back. You think I just cratered almost two hours in my day and I got way more done. It's four in the afternoon. I'm finished everything I was planning to do today. And I'm not looking at other things. Now the downside is you fall asleep at nine 30 or 10, 15 because you're wasted, but that's good for me because it's better for the people around me. Um, and that I way would... we can get you up early in the morning to do this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's not a hot problem getting me out of bed. Usually um, I would say that the one who, um, you know, maybe, you know, pointed me to this after the fact, as I was listening to a podcast with um, Tim Ferriss, and he had Brene Brown and a Hollywood director, and they pointed to the two most significant things for them was getting their food under control, what they ate, and working out. And for Tim Ferriss, it was working out and cold plunges, cold plunges to reset his body to the sort of primal instinctual sort of thing to, to say that he wants to live. It's, it's counterintuitive, but it is probably one of the most, one of the most uh, successful things for me. Huh. 
Well, you, Glenn. <laughs> that sounds yeah. terrible jumping in the, like I, well, I, <laughs> in the cold okay. or like the snow or. But they've been practicing. Uh, they, I wish I had their, um, I didn't think I'd say anything about this. Otherwise, I'd get the reference for it. But they have been practicing with this stuff for people that are struggling with profound depression, people that are, you know, near suicidal, people that have a, a, a waning desire to live. And by yeah. dumping into a cold, cold water, they think it's a kind of a primal reset that you want to live. Your body says, no, we don't want to die. We're not just going to lay here and die. Your body fires its engine up. It hits its thermal core and starts heating itself up and you pull yourself out of the pool and you're exhilarated. And the research that I read says it just fires off dopamine like crazy, all the serotonin. Your body just feels like, oh my God, we're alive. This is incredible. Have and it's you done this? <laughs> no, I hate it, but I've done it. A, Don't you people who do it? People do there it daily. Are people in here in London who uh, yeah. there is a group and they they gather, you know, when the weather gets pretty cold and they go into the water. And Tony, Tony Robbins does it. I know. Um, yep. Huh. Uh, Vim, what's his name? You know this uh, the cold the cold man, the ice man, the Dutch guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He sits out for a couple hours every day in the cold to acclimate his body to the cold, and he finds it's a, pro- a massive productivity hack. His body want figures out his body wants to survive. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So mine was more just going into, you know, setting, setting these up and getting your things going. Um, and I found that the way I actually get stuff done the most is to actually just set times for specific things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and some of it, you, you, you can basically give yourself your own boss being yourself. Because sometimes, you know, it's your own time and you can kind of, I want to analyze deals at this time, but you really could analyze them later. But if you said it like, oh, I have to record a podcast, I have to upload podcasts, uh, I have certain times and you can create basically uh, a schedule or urgency that stuff has to get done. You can mentally do that to yourself to get it done. I've been doing my other podcast for in January, it'll be four years every week, um, which is like, you know, you can get how that can be, you know, sometimes I batch them and I'll go record a whole bunch in a week and then I'll take a, a month off, you know, cause for holidays or whatever, but yeah, I've been doing it for a whole, you know, four years. Um, so just by creating those, some kind those kind of things you can, you keep going. Um, yeah. Setting times to analyze deals, setting times to do podcasts, setting times to do everything. Um, and one of the reasons I do that too is I want to be kind of efficient with my time or try to keep get better efficiency with my time. Um, I want to stop working all the time. Ari's the pro at this. He's the machine to learn from is <laughs> <laughs> uh, to like, uh, you know, uh, you know, scheduling so people aren't calling you all day, all night, everything else. You're not working all day or not all night. You're not getting deals and stop dropping everything to go look at them all day, all night. Um yeah. And like with what they say, when I was reading about uh, in the past about setting up these routines or is it just try everything out for 30 days and you, you want to set something up, do it for 30 days. And that time you've actually built a habit and you can start doing it. Um, I've had a bunch of changes in my life recently and just moving houses is a great time to start a new routine because you, you it's just, you've broken your routine. You're, you're, your bedroom's in a different spot. Your everything is different, right? And so it's the perfect time. Any sort of change in your life, uh, you quit your job. It's the perfect time to just start forcing yourself to do a certain routine and then just keep it up. Um, it's honestly, it's harder when there's nothing's changed in your life. Um, but maybe make something change. Um, you know, um, 
I, I, that's when I find it's the best time to set routines uh, to try and keep with is when there's something that's changed. Anyway, go ahead, Ari. Yeah, um, habits are very important. I used to be a, I used to work a, a nine to five, and uh, I uh, I kind of crave the structure, and um, so I needed to come up with my own structure. So I use some um, something called uh, Focus Mate, and it allows you to uh, set times during the day, and you can work with another person at the at the other end of the the sort of call you have with them, and you can choose between twenty five or fifty minutes. And that's one way of uh, creating a structure. You know, you can do three and four, three, four in the morning, three, four in the afternoon. And, and there is a good book called uh, Atomic Habits. And, um, and basically the idea is, um, so it takes about 66 days to create a habit and you want to do it every day. And also you can be careful when you add habits because, you know, you can drop everything if it becomes overwhelming. So the idea is, to prepare for your, let's say you want to go run in the morning, you're going to prepare your clothes the night before to have them ready, or you're going to sleep in your clothes, in your running clothes, <laughs> just to be ready so that there is less less friction, you know, there is less friction for you to, to start um, you know, to start on your habit, on your routine. And, and then you can add um, habits to each other. Uh, you make a series of habits and that's what I've done. Um, so I, I've, I met someone on, um, I met someone named Mike on a focus mate and we are both into the same, um, we like accountability. So we, we started working together. My habit is swimming. So I go to the pool, I swim for 50 length and, uh, and I, I was able to create a lot of healthy habits around that, around that. So I go to on the time it takes to drive. I listen to a, to podcasts about commercial real estate. Um, when I get there, I uh, I swim and then um, uh, I go to the sauna to meditate for thirty minutes. That's four hundred breaths, and I was able to add to those habits. Um, not too many at once. I it was gradual and I uh, started the. Uh, uh, with 20 laps, uh, 20 minutes in the sauna, and then little, little by little, I, uh, I added to them. Um, and I like this um, accountability system I have with, uh, with this fellow Mike. Um, we track three things. One is a habit, then um, a professional task and a personal task. And it's interesting to um, this focus on personal tasks. You know, it um, goes along the lines, along the lines of personal development. And um, in terms of other habits that I have, uh, like uh, Darcy mentioned, you know, I, I also journal. I try to, to do a gratitude list every day of things I'm grateful for, and I want them to be meaningful. You know, I'm not going to repeat every day uh, the, same, the same thing. So I try to, to be grateful, to think of things I'm grateful in the moment, uh, and I write them down. And in terms of habits, the last thought I'll, uh, I'll share is... Um, I like to translate big goals into um, daily habits. Uh, I, I, I strong, I'm a strong believer in uh, uh, taking incremental steps towards a, a larger goal and, um, you know, like uh, slow and steady wins the race. And I look forward to, um, I'm planning on uh, taking a, a day off where I'm going to go to a hotel, uh, a nice hotel here in downtown London and I'm going to look at the goals I want for, for the next year I'm going to do that in December 
and then uh, I will translate that into um, into daily uh, daily habits. And um, yeah, I like to do that uh, once a year. So I look forward to that since uh, it's now the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my take on uh, on habits. I had yeah. a couple of like little hacks that I've been trying to do as well before we go. Um, one thing I like to do is plan the following day, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and because otherwise I sit down at my desk and I'm really not focused on anything. It's almost like a to-do list, um, but it's it just, then I just get right to it. I'm not fooling around. I don't go in and check the email. And the email is one of those things that's brutal for me. I get so many emails and uh, well, a routine that I still have that, or a habit that I have that's terrible is that I check my phone in my um, email first thing in the morning, laying in bed. And uh, it's, it's, it's all encompassing. Sometimes you can lay there for an hour or more just whipping through emails. And you're just like, what a freaking waste of time. It's not the booked time. It's not the scheduled time. And what I've just started doing in the last, it's very recent, the last week. So I started plugging my phone in, not beside my bed, but in the, uh, like a, the couple rooms over. So I don't have it. I have to get up and shower and brush my teeth before I get to my phone. Mm. at least to try and force myself into my schedule <laughs> i do the same i have two phones because uh, i like to listen to buddhist monks at night when i go to bed i like to listen to lectures and i have an older phone that doesn't have um, a card so i can't check it so that's in my mm. office and then i have an older phone that just has a wi-fi and i i listen to lectures uh when i when i go to bed so that's a good yeah. idea yeah i would i want to add um one habit that i have that so I could riff on, on um, one of the ideas there um, with that journal, because it's a time bound doc, it's a bound document, but it's also a time bound document. I put dates in it and it covers a period of time. And usually those work journals last about four months. So I do three a year and my personal journals are about every year. I rewrite them in Christmas time. I review them. I give myself actually a grade on the year, what things I've achieved, what things I didn't, but it is a really good record of progress. We forget how well time works for us. So I've said this to my kids frequently. Um, time is, you know, kind of the eternal common denominator and it ages good wine and good friendships, but it also marks your progress towards good habits and good and a successful life. So when I look back through my journals, I see the progress. So I was thinking with Glenn's question, you know, how do I see incrementally my progress or what I'm doing or how these habits work out of going to the gym or other things. I can see it in my journal, how much I'm writing. And when I've had periods of low productivity or just ennui or just feeling garbage, and it happens, you know, I'm a pretty optimistic person. You wouldn't be an entrepreneur unless you were, you couldn't lead several companies unless you had a lot of optimism, you would just quit. Um, So I am an optimistic person, but I struggle like everyone else with feelings of self-worth of failure. You know, we talked about uh, failure in the last podcast two weeks ago. Um, everyone's had it and you struggle with it and those failures stick to you. But one of the things that's consistently speaks back to me and says, I'm not failing is what I journal, what I write down, what actually happened. And you can look back over time and see that kind of uh, progress and see what happened and things that you thought were crushing failures and how you worked yourself out of it. You can see the phone calls you made, the people you met with, the progress you made in your journal. I think that's um, a fantastic habit. Um, maybe the one that is most uh, instrumental in quote success, or at least it's what one that I rely on uh, absolutely. 
Um, just want to pitch that in there. It's funny how you like, this is so connected to goals, right? How all the efficiency, we keep going routines, how it's connected to goals, it's connected to mindset, it's connected to efficiency, and you can't just be good at one thing. It all has to work together. You have to make this mind machine going on in your own head to to Mm. do this. That's totally it. At some point, you know, you have what you do, your job or your vocation one, but what you're really working on is you. I mean, I can't fix other people, but I can fix the way I interact with other people. And the only part of that equation I can change is me. And the only thing I can really change in my business is me. We can adopt different practices, but I just can't change the people I have or can't. So as a lot of this is just personal work. At some point, you're just working on yourself and making yourself a better instrument of you know, the kind of outcomes that you want. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit weird, but that's what I'm seeing no. now. No, you're right. Hey, um, uh, Ari mentioned uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. If anyone's interested, I think most of us have read it. It's a good book. Um, and it's not prescriptive. It's thoughtful. It's smart. Um, besides James Clear's Atomic Habits, I think he also mentioned Lao Tzu's journey, um, quote, the Chinese philosopher that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You've probably seen that on posters in, in offices. Good habits are that one are formed by those single steps adding to them, adding to them, and then you turn around and look and you've gone miles. It's just, you know, a good yeah. single step. And I like this idea, you know, there is a, recently I was talking to Mike about this and he had found a, an app and the, the app, when you when you were working on a project, you had first a seed, then the tree grew, and then you have the full tree. And then, and then it was a series of trees that built a forest and it shows, you know, the progress of, um, you know, you, you work on different prog- projects, you know, along the way, and then mm-hmm. they add up and it's nice to be able to look back and see the accomplishment that I think that's, um, that's, uh, that's very important. And the Absolutely. way we do it with our, uh, with our habits, we track them and then we, you know, you see a, a calendar with highlighted uh, dates where the, you've completed the habit during those dates. And uh, that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most people have, think habits have a negative connotation. You think about habits like a, a bad habits. I have a bad habit of, yep. I don't know, smoking or overeating or blurting out things or, I don't know, murder. That's a terrible habit. Um, <laughs> you know, but good, good habits are, you know, well built, well chosen and productive. And they're not, they're not a, a set of handcuffs. They're just a hack or a tool or a way, a process to get the results you want. They're, they're not a real onerous um, obligation, some sort of a must do ought sort of thing. Um, They're the way that, uh, you know, successful people manage their lives with a series of good habits. Uh, Yeah. And you can reinvent them every single day, you know, and then just, I've, I found it worthy to have an accountability person to, to do it with so that I keep, I stay on track on, um, on those new habits until they become, you know, part of me and part of my life. Yeah. I have a smart ass friend who said, you know, how's that would say, how's that working for you? And at first I was like, shut up, but it's a really good question. How is that working for you? If the habits you have are not working, change them. These are entirely changeable. Pick up ones that get you to the place you want to go. You know, if you're on the wrong bus, continuing on the wrong bus, going the wrong way is not a good habit. Switch it up. So I don't find them a problem. Probably the keys to success. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for your... Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Darcy, for your insights. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, We hope you enjoyed the show like we did. 
If you have any questions you'd like us to cover during the show, please email us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com and it will be our pleasure to cover them. And yeah, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks.